Hello, everybody. This is Keith Musicman Hanelik on the podcast interview with Suzanne Doucette for the final on vinyl. Um, just recently got to know Suzanne quite a bit better. Uh, we've worked together over the years, many years actually, and uh, it was a pleasure to speak to her. And this will be the second time, and we decided to get together and do a little interview here and let the audience know more about her. How are you doing, Suzanne? I'm great, Keith. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And uh, yeah. recently, I received a box set from you uh, that I think everybody should know about. It's simply titled New Age, and it's got, um, is that the Egyptian goddess Isis on there? Who is that on the cover? Well, um, when I started my New Age label in 1979, um, I called it Isis Music after the Egyptian goddess Isis. And ah. it was just an inspiration. And uh, so that's where it's coming from. So the record label who released this box set, they put the symbol, they put that uh, Isis symbol on the on the cover of the box set. Oh, okay. Those were my first uh, five new age releases that that came out on that label, Isis Music. Right. And from what I understand, it was on cassette and it all got converted, remastered. Is that correct? Well, um, the first two albums, Transmission and Transformation, they came out later on CD um, in the mid-'80s. But um, two of them, Reflecting Light 1, which was my first recording when I moved to the United States in 1983. And so that was my first recording here in the United States. The other two albums were recorded in Munich. And so Reflecting Light 1 only came out on cassette. And then another album with uh, Taja Lee, um, Brilliance, that came also out on cassette in 1984 and was never released on CD. So... Um, those two albums were only on cassette, correct? Okay, I see. So you've done just about everything in music, and you continue to be key component to success for people in the new age genre as far as promotion, production, and so forth. Um, you've been around for quite some time, and there's some... Yeah. Um, the information about you, people might like to know that you, you're from Germany and you were an actress to start. Is that right? Actually, yeah. I was an actress. I was a TV host. I had um, two major pop shows that uh, were aired in Germany on first uh, television, and I had another one in Switzerland. And I had artists, just to name a few, like, Yes, and uh, the Bee Gees and uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and, you know, name it. Um, so that was a great experience for me. On the other hand, I was also a singer, and I did many, many records in Germany um, as a singer, pop singer first. Then I started writing my own songs. I produced my first album with my own money, um, didn't start a label yet, but that came later. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of different things. 
And then um, I started working with my dad, who was a psychologist. Uh, he said it was cognitive Jung. And he was very, very interested. He did um, research into super learning, and he was very interested why did music have um, such an effect on us, on our brain. And um, so he asked me to do some research on the... Uh, on, on the music and why music is having certain effects on the body and the brain. So I did, and I came across uh, a lot of interesting literature and uh, realized that music was much more than entertainment and started uh, doing music in that direction and kind of dropped the singing and then moved to the United States. First, I started my label in 1979, released an album with, uh, I could say, New Age songs. That was my last album as a singer, and then moved to the United States in 1983, and since then just uh, did instrumental music and also worked with many, many different artists. I actually traveled the country to meet everybody in the new age scene at the time there was no it wasn't mainstream uh it was just like sold in bookstores on cassettes and um you know whole lifetimes expos and stuff like that but i went to every store i could find and to every distributor of new age music and tried to connect with all the artists in the country and actually subsequently opened up a store on melrose in hollywood and it was called Only New Age Music. We only sold New Age Music. And, of course, a lot of artists came there, too. Then I started doing a conference, organized the first New Age Music Conference, the first New Age, large New Age uh, concert at the Walton Theater. And, uh, yeah, just continued working in, in this field and with this music as much as I could. Wow, you did a lot. Did you connect with Will Ackerman when he started up his yes, label there course. in uh, California? Yes. Yeah. yes, actually. Yeah, I, I even went to, um, at the time, Wyndham Hill, the record label, and met the people who, who were there, ran the label. And, yeah, of course, you know, we, all, we were all connected. Right, and I noticed, too, when um, I get releases that there's this, certain group of people that record at Will's studio in Vermont now, and you always see yes. them on all the albums, you know, and it just makes yes. for some really great music. So you, I'm oh, sure yeah. you knew all those people too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Will is uh, definitely a wonderful musician and uh, has contributed greatly to this music. Absolutely. So how many recordings do you actually have out there? including your German recordings? Oh, including my German recordings. Wow. I have about, I think I did about 40 single titles, if I'm correct. I would have to count them, but that that, that sounds about correct. And I have nine albums um, as a singer. And then, as, oh, then I did like a experimental project in 1970, which was not under my name. It was a, uh, kind of really experimental music, but it was the transition from experimental music to new age because it was a triple LP and it was called Trip, Flip Out, and Meditation was the third album. So you can see where I was going. Um, 
And that was actually a three album set released by Phonogram in Germany. And um, and I totally forgot about it. Like 20 years later, I I found it, and it was it became like a cult record. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of outed and said, "This is me. I did this," and was able to re- re- reissue it also on on CD. And then Wawa Records in Spain, they actually re issued it. So that's another three albums. And then the New Age album, um, I think I have about 60. Wow. And that includes 40 albums with Nature Sounds, uh, 20 with Nature Sounds, 20 with Nature Sounds and Music, two compilations of that, and then the other 10 albums, just music. So you go into a studio and create all this music by yourself, well, or you going with certain people? Oh no, no! I've, I've done a lot of collaborations, like uh, in on this uh, five LP box set that you have right now from um, from Dark Entries. Uh, there's the first two albums, the first two New Age albums I released. Uh, instrumental albums were with Christian Brunner, who is a German artist. And he lives in Spain. He actually has a studio. And yes, we did record those two albums in his studio, beautiful studio in Munich. And then I did uh, basically create my home studio in in the United States and recorded the first album, Reflecting Light, one there. And then I moved to San Jose and uh, Tajali had his own home studio we recorded billions there. And, yeah, so I, I, I kind of created my own little studio here and uh, do my recordings, yeah, mostly on, on keyboards and, you know, sometimes I use, uh, rarely use microphone, but uh, mostly all on, on, you know, over the years I use different applications and I had my first computer in 19... 19- 85, I believe, <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah, kind of moved into that direction very quickly. Good thing you did, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so when you were in Germany as a pop star, did you sing in German or no? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. I did, yeah. I had uh, uh, mostly German singles, and uh, I did, then I did my first LP, and I also um, was signed up with Liberty Records, and actually with Liberty Records, I recorded my first English single, which was also released in the United States in 1968, and actually came the first time to California, which was amazing, <laughs> uh, and uh, met all the people at Liberty, actually was invited to perform at their Christmas concert with Shirley Bessie and, you know, people like that. It was unbelievable. So, And then I knew when I was in California for the first time, I knew I would come back and live here. So you met the folks at Liberty. That's the Ventures label, right? Ventures? Yeah, 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 correct. Did you meet them? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I met a lot of artists, but I don't think I met them. So I'm actually reading a book about the ventures now. It's very Oh yeah? Yeah, it's very interesting and in how the label started and how the two main 
um, people in the band there started off as construction workers and how things happened and how they got so big oh, in Japan. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. When you oh, said Liberty, immediately I thought of the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> send me the information. That'd be great. Yeah. Liberty closed in a 19, when was it? 1970. Yeah. And then they were yeah. bought out by United Artists and I left. I left in 1970. Became independent. So, what's the state of New Age music today as you see it? Like, as far as sales, you know, how is that tracked? And do you think that these people you are working with are actually selling their physical product like you would believe they should? Or is it mostly the digital uh, landscape where they're making uh, an impression or both? I think it's, I think it's both. I, I, I still um, see that we're selling more than probably uh, a lot of other genres, uh, maybe classical music, jazz, and New Age is still selling physical um, copies. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's shifting more and more uh, throughout the last, I would say, nine months. Yeah, it's been uh, going more and more in the direction of online platforms and digital and streaming. But then there's also vinyl, you know. Then there's a new generation that buys vinyl, and a lot of the artists that I know have uh, decided to to release the albums on vinyl as as well. And I think that's I, – I don't think physical products will ever go away. It will just um, transform, you know, maybe into a different format. We don't know. But um, I, I, it's like books, you know. People like to – have something in their hands and look at it and read the liner notes and so I don't think physical product will go away totally but hey you never know what do you think, think? So, I don't yeah. I don't think so and these artists um, you're definitely going to have to connect them with me so I can get them on the final on vinyl you know and get that yes. music out yes, there absolutely. love to hear it yeah. yes 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 it sounds and terrific think, on vinyl you know? yes oh thank you Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a different experience also, listening on vinyl, right? It's a different experience. I mean, I remember when CDs came out, we were like, wow, you know, no more tape uh, noise. And (laughs) so it was kind of, it was overwhelming and it was interesting. But then we also kind of very soon experienced the, the downsides of it. You know, um, so right. I think well, vinyl I, is it's a great format. You hit the key word experience. It's a total experience. You know, like you said, holding something physical, looking at the liner notes, pictures, watching it spin on the turntable, and now yeah. uh, I just got the new Kansas album, and there's no three sides of music, and on the fourth side is the etching. That's what they're doing now with the etchings, which are really cool. I, I yeah. think that's very very clever, too, to do that. Yeah, that's very cool. Absolutely. Have you seen any of those? Uh, no, I haven't. But I'll definitely look out for it. So what's on the schedule for Suzanne Doucette now? Going forward from this day, what are some of your your plans? And well, I'm working on some... I'm working on some, doing some more music. 
and uh, maybe releasing some singles and then maybe putting some of the uh, latest uh, tracks on, a, on an album and uh, also working with other artists, of course, which I've been doing for many years now. Um, some very talented people like Sangeeta Kaur and um, she just did a wonderful album with Peter Cater which is coming out soon and uh, yeah I'm um, just busy doing that working with artists and and uh, doing my own music and enjoying life sure sounds it I mean you're in your mid seventies now and there's no signs of slowing down. It, you know, I, people in music are like, like doctors and lawyers. They seem to work forever. And it's because there's such passion involved. You know, I think that's the driving force and you know, why stop doing something that you're so passionate about? Right. Well, I would say art is, is our life, you know, or, you know, I mean, a scientist probably is in the same way. Uh, that's his life scientist is life and I think a musician music is our life art is our life and so how could you stop then you would stop your life right <laughs> right it's like your life force you know um, yeah for for me it's what I turn to to heal and and I absorb it and I'm listening to it and I'm writing about it and for me that's a, the t- the entire experience for me and how I translate that music and put it into words, my own words, from my heart. And I'm really experiencing the whole thing. And all these different images are coming up in my, my mind and different feelings and emotions. And I think everybody goes through that, listening to music. It's just it, where I sit, I, I write about it. So that's the difference, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. And Keith, you know, you, you, hit, you hit the nail um on the head because I always said when people said, well, what is the difference if somebody goes to a piano in a, in a Hilton hotel, you know, in the lobby and, and sits down and plays music, you know, what is the difference between that and new age music? You know, it's both instrumental. It's maybe both solo piano. And I always said it is what the artist feels, what the artist in terms of images and what the, what the music transmits. In my opinion, the images, the feelings, whatever the artist puts into the music is transmitted by the music. And you, as a listener, you will receive at least, maybe not exactly the same images, not exactly the same feelings, but the underlying energy that is inherent in those images and feelings. And that's the difference between what we call New Age music because there's a certain, there's a certain energy and a certain consciousness, I would say, that is mm-hmm. being transmitted by the music and that's what makes it New Age. And very spiritual. That's the way very I look at spiritual. it. Very spiritual. Yeah, and, and, and what I'm saying is, you know, any music will do that. Any music will transmit the images and feelings and energies of the artist that created it. But you can hear it if you're sensitive. You can hear the difference. And uh, so it could be the same tones, but it's not the same music. 
right? And you, right, and there's other elements in there. Um, maybe you're yeah, listening you to ocean, ocean waves or a bird tweeting or 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 something right. like that, and, you know. And what right. what I like about it too is that, and the the combination of world music and new age is really something I enjoy tremendously. And they get all these ancient instruments and, and play them and use the new technology to produce it and, and put it out there. That combination, I think, is so powerful. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely powerful. I mean, really beautiful acoustic instruments like flute, uh, et cetera, you know, and, and, and combined with our technology and, and enhances all of that, what I just spoke of. Uh, it will be enhanced and will be even, you know, stronger transmitted. Like you said, when you listen, you you listen for the healing effect, and that is so important in our time. And this is why, you know, I think New Age music is becoming more and more popular um, worldwide. I mean, it's international music. It's not just uh, one country. It's like the whole world. And, and people are, are more and more inclined to to get something that uh, puts them in touch with their own healing power that they have and and this music is able to to activate that and to activate the thoughts and feelings and images that you need in order to to calm yourself and to heal yourself and I think that's very very important in this time Oh, definitely. We all need it. It's the universal healer and doesn't need words either. That's what's so amazing about it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. So, you know, there's, yeah. um, there, there's a lot of piano music I cover, right? And a yeah. lot of it's instrumental. And I get it and I say to myself, another piano album, what am I going to say that's going to be different about this one than I said about the other one? I'm afraid of being redundant, you know? And sometimes I look at it and go, how am I going to do this again? And I start listening and then it just happens. So yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, there's probably a lot out there where I say a lot of the same things because I've been doing this for so long, but it has right. the effect on me where I'm able to trigger that inside and, and write it, about it. So it works. Isn't, isn't it also that you listen sometimes to albums you haven't listened to for a long time and it sounds completely new and fresh? Oh, and yeah. It's like you've never heard it before. Oh, my God, what is this? You know? So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's another quality I think we have in New Age music, and especially if you use instruments that are not so common, like piano. So, like, of course, if you listen to a piano, you get, get the image of the piano, etc. But if you listen to sounds that you cannot identify necessarily, then it opens you up even more. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're, not, you're, not, uh, um, you're not kind of... Uh, you know, forced to think about the instrument, you kind of, the sound opens you up and, and opens your mind and, and your associations will flow freely. So I think that's really important too, that we come up with sounds and, and um, use instruments that are not so easy identifiable. I agree. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten LPs that I had the CDs for and listened to the LP and just several times ago, oh, I didn't notice that before, you know? Yeah. I hear things that I didn't hear before. And it seems for me, because of my age, 
I've gone through vinyl to cassette to CD back to vinyl. And um, yeah. I have a massive collection of vinyl now and never had so much. But um, when I'm in my teen years, um, back in the 70s, now I'm giving you a hint about how old I am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I went to a lot of concerts and I got a lot of music back then and then I sold it all and wished I never did. I probably had about 400 albums then before I went away to join the Navy, but um, those are all gone. So I have spent the last several years trying to get back all that music and now it's even better than it was before, remastered and on colored vinyl. I'm just having a blast, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a huge collection of uh, albums, too, but I sold them all when I left Germany. And, uh, yeah, I wish I hadn't. That's true. So Called seller's, seller's remorse, right? <laughs> yeah, but now, as you say, they're coming back, and they're coming back even better, and uh, uh, remastered, et cetera. So... Um, as we said, I, I don't think it will ever go away, and vinyl will not go away, definitely not. Uh, it never did either. You know, it just, there was other formats that people were buying that and they were sold on, that it was the best sound ever, and now we know that vinyl is the best, and it always will be the best. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's great that you're doing this, that you're reviewing all these albums that are coming out, and I will send you some information as much as I have about the artists that I know. Okay. Okay, great. And yeah. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate all of your time. I'm sure everybody else is going to enjoy listening to this interview, Suzanne. Uh, it's been great getting to know you. Every time I talk to you, I get to know you more and hope we can talk some more in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoy talking to you, Keith, and I think it's wonderful what you're doing. It's a great service, and I'm sure that uh, you have, uh, I don't know, how many thousands of fans out there listening to your podcast, and I hope they will. I I, I actually listened to several of your podcasts. Uh, It's funny. Yeah, I saw John Anderson (laughs) podcast, and uh, I have a nice little story. I had him on my show in uh, when was it? 19 probably 69 or something like that in Zurich in my Swiss show with Yes. <laughs> so wow. I thought, oh my gosh. Long time ago. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time and uh, I'll get to work on getting the word out on this interview and send you the links, okay? Okay, thank you so much, Keith. Thank you, Suzanne. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.